0: On today's episode, Dave interviews Sharna Halpern. Sharna is the artistic director and guiding voice of I.O. Chicago and I.O. West. She, Del Close, and Howard Kim Johnson wrote Truth and Comedy. She and Del are credited with the success of The Herald, the Armando Diaz theatrical experience, as well as being the creative forces that helped the careers of Tina Fey, Chris Farley, Michael Myers, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Stephen Colbert, and many more. Shauna is also the author of Art by Committee. I'm Ian Foley. And this is ADD Comedy. I just want to start off by saying this because I've been thinking about this a lot, and I mention it a lot to a lot of people, and I'm going to get teary-eyed about it. I thank you so much for everything you've ever done for me, oh. whether you know it or not. You, you, you have. I remember the first time I met you. It was 1984, and I just started doing theater. I just came off the road doing theater in prisons with Geese Theater Company and I said, This is what I've done. And you said, Welcome here, and you put me in Dell's class and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I didn't, Charna. I didn't know who Dell was. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what I was starting. I didn't know what a herald was. Well
1: of course not. That was our job.
0: <laughs> right. But you you just went here. Yeah. You didn't you didn't make me feel like I didn't know or there was a business or You know it was just about you going come on in
1: well you know one thing i learned early on is that you don't need money you need an army Mm
0: -hmm. to start
1: a business and that's what i was doing was i was taking smart passionate people and building my army and that is what was making me powerful and that era when you came that was when I was building my army and you were on Grime and Punishment. I mean, I knew what I was doing, baby. And, you know, in fact, uh, Pam Victor said to me that she interviewed you and you mentioned that I threw you off the team. And I was like, I can't believe I ever threw Dave Rosowski off a team. That's not possible. It is. Is it
0: really? And here's the thing. I totally and absolutely deserved it. I absolutely deserved it.
1: How could I throw you off? You were so good.
0: I was joking. And what you said was, that's exactly what you said. You said, you were so good. Uh-huh. And then and now you're making jokes. Huh. So I think that you need to be pulled off, and I was like, and then you had Donnie DePolo teach here, and I not here, but at, yeah, you know, at Cross Iowa. currents. And I had Donnie DePolo teach, and Donnie taught a class, and he looked at me and he said, "This is your, this is your challenge, this is your issue, this is your problem." And then he turned it all around.
1: And then you got on a house team. And you then I got on a house great team. team, right? That was so fun.
0: That was so fun. I mean,
1: you were known as what the Jew, the Gay, uh,
0: the Jew, the the Black. black the
1: the jew the
0: gay right (laughs) right well well whatever richard was was black jew gay fat guy
1: i don't remember i I don't remember either i don't remember either
0: it was a great team and and i look at all those i look at okay this is what i look at look at that team and then i look at all the coaching that everybody on that team did and how that Help build your army. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Then I took my best players. My best players became coaches, and then they became teachers. And and what happened was, and and I didn't think this would happen, but this is what happened: was that all of a sudden everybody was taking care of each other. So, right. the coaches were going to see the new teams, and the new teams were watching the coaches because they wanted to see how good their coaches were. And suddenly it was this family, and it wasn't. You know, when I was a student, we would go to Second, the, to Second City and then we'd go to the bars afterwards and the, the performers would sit at one table and the students would sit there watching them going, oh, maybe he'll talk to me. And it was us and them. And here it's like it became this family where everyone was working to help each other and it was this uh, incredible love thing that built it. It I can't, keeps growing. And it
0: was awe and everybody was in awe of everybody mm-hmm. else. I, I remember watching Baron Barracudas and thinking, "How are they fucking doing yeah. what they're doing?" Well, I
1: still do that. I mean, I went to see Three O Three Three last night with Rush Howell and Andy Sinclair and mm-hmm. um, all these incredible people, and I just the thing. I, you know, I teach that you have to listen and you have to remember and you have to bring back every detail, and they brought back every detail. And I sat there, not going, "How did he remember that?" I mean, I'm amazed that I could sit and watch a show and still cry and laugh so damn hard. Right which is what keeps me going, but it was just so much fun to watch that, that the work is just so good everywhere.
0: It's also about the people that are coming here. There's a realization that it's not about making jokes. It's about making theater. I, right. Is that, right. Right? Right. And I look at the other, I look at other companies that I'm not, that I look and I go, why don't I give a shit about those people? Mm-hmm. And it's because you want to make me laugh. Right. And there's nothing else that you're making me do other than wanting to make me laugh. Right.
1: And we know making you trying to make you laugh really works anyway, you know, and it's, it's right. something much more important that's happened. And that, that's the thing we teach corporations too. They're usually scared in the beginning. They're like, I don't know, we don't want to learn comedy. I'm like, that's not what I'm teaching. Right. And that's not what I'm teaching to my performers either. Just do what we say, and you will be funny. But you don't have to go try to be funny.
0: I think a major thing about teaching improvisation is the idea that you uh, there's there's a stigma attached to it. The minute that somebody hears improvisation everybody jolts back and says i could never do that <laughs> right. because of the stigma of, of being funny
1: right right it's it's a relief to everyone when they first come into my beginning classes to learn that i'm just asking you to be as intelligent as you are and right. you're already a cut above just to be here you know um, just to listen and to agree with each other to work together everything you say is going to be treated as if it's the most brilliant thing in the world right no one's going to say no to you and isn't that a relief to know that you don't have to worry about those things and you're not trying to be funny you're just trying to listen and remember and recycle each other's ideas and, and then they're just so relieved because they're like oh i thought it was going to be funny and you know and, and then they're getting laughs and they're not trying and they're they're blown away
0: right and it's holding on to that idea that you the less you no it's not even that the, me, it's not even the less that you're trying to be funny; it's the more you're connected to your partner all the time. Right. That's the connection. Yes. But at the basis of that
1: is trust. Right. Oh, trust is everything.
0: And and going back to how you started, how you built this place, and how you, that you're moving forward, you're, evol- you're evolving in that. There's also an inherent trust that you have to have with yourself. Mm. And where did you get that?
1: <sighs> I think it's just, you know, I failed so many times. And then every time I failed, something better happened. Mm-hmm. So I started to stop worrying about that. You mm-hmm. know, I've been thrown out of 14 different places. I'm sure you were with me with right. most of them. Yes. Um, until even when I got this place, my first place, it was my own and I wasn't in the back of somebody's bar. I remember the rent was $3,000 a month, how I longed for those days. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I had panic attacks at night, thinking, what am I thinking? I make $50 a week. If I'm lucky, I can't pay this. And then I thought, well, you know what? It's always worked out for me in the past. What's the worst thing that can happen to me? I, I'll fail again. you know. Right. And then, bam, you know, it's like you have to try to you know, not worry about failing. And, you know, the lines were down and around the block, and I just couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it when I stand here and I look at the box office and the lines are outside. I'm like, oh, my God. Or when we hit our anniversary show and there were 3,000 people and the place sold out in an <gasps> hour. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. Right. And I'm about to, you know, embark on another venture, which is scary. Right. And um, the biggest uh chance to fail ever. <laughs>
0: what I think about that is I read, somebody gave me, my mom will hand me something. If it says Chicago and improvisation, she'll go, oh, I think you should be interested in reading this. And it was, you were on the cover or something like that. And it was a business journal oh, yeah. or something yeah, that like was
1: that. It that was about this building. Yeah, it yeah. was
0: about this Yeah, it was about and, this and, building. And
1: I was so mad because I wanted to, here I am on the cover of a big magazine. Right. And I wanted to hang it up with the, um, the headline caption underneath the thing was, this is insane, because she's talking about I'm spending a $7 million, I'm paying $7 million for this project, and so, and I said in the thing, this is insane what I'm doing, so right. she writes, this is insane, right under my face, so it's like, <laughs> i moment open to such jokes, I, I can't hang up the picture, <laughs> it's like, my luck, what I, I love about
0: What I love about that article was, you were so frank about the risk that you were taking. Yeah. And I think so often, somebody starting certainly a business that has a $7 million nut in it all is going to go, everything's gonna work out fine. Yeah. We're, we're very confident. And I and uh, the the tone of the article was that you're confident, but there was also you're saying, this could not work. Yeah. This is insane. And to look at that, to look at somebody who has the um, the, the, the success that you have and um, to look at and you go, She's still taking risks. Uh-huh. She's still uh-huh. taking risks.
1: That's, and I am, and I'm not lying about it. It's a huge fucking risk. Right. It's a huge risk. Um, I think it'll be great because it's everything that we all need in Chicago. It's. For theaters and event space, I mean, I, I do a lot of event corporate work, and I have to turn down a lot of work because they they have to bring three hundred people, and I can't do it in my theaters. You know, so there's an event space, and there's a, an outdoor beer garden. I mean, it's just going to be amazing. So I'm thinking, okay, everyone's going to want to hang out in the beer garden. We all drink. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Right. And we do need more space for theaters. We do need more classrooms. We're busting at the seams. In the summer, I rent five classrooms in Chicago. So. You, know, you rent I'm, or run? Rent. You I rent. rent. because I don't have enough space. Right. So, um, and our and our workshops are just booming, you right. know, and our corporate stuff is booming. So, um, you know, I'm busting at the seams. So, on one hand, it's like, it's totally necessary. I have to leave. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, shit, what <laughs> if something happens? What if the economy dies? What if, you know, everything goes wrong, you know, and it could happen. But, you know, I, I have to, just like all the other places I've been through, you know, I have to take the chance. I have right. to keep going. IO is too important. To you so never people.
0: stopped going.
1: I've never stopped going. You
0: fucking have never stopped going. Know, That's I'm very tenacious. <laughs> I, I, you, you so it started at Cross Currents, right? It's, it's I used was, to be
1: in ETC. I was in ETC before ETC. Joyce and Bernie gave me that space. And then when I started getting really popular, they're like, Okay, you know what? Now you gotta get your own space. You're getting popular. Uh huh. And they gave me some time and then I found cross currents. And how I, long were you in ETC? I was there for maybe almost seven or eight months and it took off right away.
0: Right and it was just you or you and Del?
1: me and David Shepard
0: you and David Shepard mm-hmm. that's right you and David Shepard and that's David right Shepard. that's right
1: and then we went to cross currents and then right. I, and I was still with David for a while but I had to get rid of him cuz he was a little nuts right and it was just too hard
0: it's that but it goes back to the feeling of trust where you go i don't trust you no, I, don't I don't trust don't. that we're talking the same yeah, he needed we're having medication the same life. and
1: he wasn't getting it i mean he was really having some problems we had a big fight in new york and right. I mean, there was
0: it's legendary a lot of that Yeah. yeah it, it, it's and legendary. some of the
1: people don't even know half of it you know Right. and in fact i was so when when it finally all crashed and burned in, in New York, we had this big competition. I finally said, David, you leave and go to New York and run Improv Olympic there, and I'll run it in Chicago. We'll do a big competition in New York. And he said, Okay, I'm going to set up the New York competition, and I'm going to have Ed Asner and all these famous people judge. And I was like, Great, you know. And then when we got there, and I flew out the winning team here, which was cream of wit, you know, right. and they were playing some teams out there. It was in this place. He, he, I could see he was crazy. Like after we started the show, he would walk through the audience and tell them, "I decided that you need to pay more money." He would stand oh, on the stage oh. and during the performance and go. Is John Ulster here? John Al- and I'd be like, David, you're on stage. And he'd be like, I'm on the field. And I'd be, well, get off the field. you know." No. So all kinds of things were happening. Instead of getting Eddie Ezra and all these judges, he hit some people that he met on the L. Right. And there were just all <laughs> kinds of things just went nuts until he like ran after me with a clipboard because he was insane. So I stopped working with him. and. Um, I didn't want people to think i was stealing i improv olympic from him so i wrote this letter to people like paul sills mm-hmm. and bernie sounds mm-hmm. and david's officially crazy and i have to take this and run myself i don't want you to think i'm stealing it but right. i can't stay with him because he's nuts and then i got a call from bernie silence and he was laughing hysterically and he goes honey we all knew he was crazy. We were just waiting to see when you would figure it out. <laughs> so nobody was mad at me. <laughs> right,
0: right. then what, what ends up happening is people's true, true nature come out in that way. Yeah. And, and looking at, I, I bet a lot of those people are just counting the hours down before that happened.
1: Well, you know, I'll tell you something. Here's what, he, we actually did the first improv festival, before there was improv festivals, because what happened was, I told the people that night, we're just we're not going to make this a competition because we're people from all different cities. I said, it's just going to be we're going to tell the press it was a, a everyone was so good. No one won. And next year, we'll do this again. We'll do like an information sharing thing where we just play for each other. Mm-hmm. And they said, we will work with you. But now David Shepard is involved. And I said, David won't be involved. And then I did one the next year. And I had all these people come in from all over the country. But it was a second city. Second City gave me a few nights and Bernie taught and Dell taught and people from Players Workshop taught. What and, year and, was this? And this was, oh gosh, this has to be maybe 83 or 84.
0: So right before I started? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the
1: first big, imp- it was and, and Entertainment Tonight was there. I mean, you can't believe what was going on. And it was a big deal. And it was so much work for me because I got people the hostels to stay at. I mean, mm-hmm. I did everything. and. I never wanted to do it again. Right. It was so much work, I couldn't do it again. But then other people started doing festivals, and it was called a festival. Right. But I actually did the first improv festival. It's crazy how many there are right now. Oh, they're all over the place, I know. But that's fine. No, I'm not saying anything it's, bad yeah, about it yeah, at all. Yeah.
0: I am. What I'm saying is, it's crazy in that when we all started out, who no. the fuck would have thought that? Yeah, and I, I talk about it a lot in this podcast, the idea of not real, of, of being a part of something that did not exist prior oh, to my watching it blue.
1: How about, you know, the reason I wrote my book, Truth and Comedy, uh, and our and by committee was because people were calling me constantly, how do you do this long form thing? Right. What is this long form thing, you know? And then I finally, I got so tired of talking on the phone that I wrote the book. But now, look at this, I just went to London. You, do you know, here's when I was really impressed. I mean, I've been called all over the world because people want to work for me, the person who created Longform. Right. And I went to Peru a couple, mm-hmm. two years ago. Oh, okay. And I taught there. And then I thought, you know what, I've always wanted to go to Machu Picchu, so that's why I accepted the Peru job. You know? Right. And I was interviewed. They were very excited that Sharon Helper from America was there. And they There was a TV show, and they interviewed me, and, and they said... With the translator. Hey. With a translator, yes. Mm-hmm. And they said, how are you liking Peru? And I said, I'm loving it. And I'm very excited, because when this is done and the show is over, I'm going to Cusco to, to Machu Picchu. Then after the the um, show was over, the, ma- the manager of the station came to me and said, you got a phone call from a group in Cusco. This is up in the Andes Mountains, who would love to meet you. They read your book. <laughs> And I was like, I was impressed with me at that point. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's a group of And they did. They met me at my hotel. And they right. were so excited with a translator. Uh-huh. But holy cow. Right. My book's in Spanish, too, now. So I couldn't believe it. It's like, can you? I mean, you remember, Dave. There were times right. when we couldn't get 15 people in the audience. Absolutely. we have more people on stage. And now right. look at this.
0: Well, oh, the, the shit that went down at the tracks or yeah. any of those, like, Italian restaurant?
1: I, I begged like, everyone. I beg people at the tracks, don't throw us out. I swear soon as it's going to be big, it's going to be working. Right. And when we opened this place, Carl came. Carl was the owner. Right. And he came and he saw the crowd. I was like, I told you, Carl. But you know, it had to happen. It had, it to, had happen. to happen. But or that's, whole, that's,
0: that's but the whole thing about I had this. had to fail. Just but, like improv. But it's also, this building had to go through the renovation that it's about to go through, or whatever the destruction of the right. building is going to go through, right. in order for being you... torn down, actually. That's what I meant. Oh, just the, yeah, yeah, being torn down. That's what I meant, is like, all of that has... Has yes. led you to that next thing, which you, we don't we don't get used to it.
1: It just doesn't surprise us anymore. Right. It's always the kick of the pants. Okay, you have to go further. Right. Now that I buy, I'm buying my building, I, I won't be kicked in the pants anymore. Right. That'll be it. that'll be nice. Unless I fix up L.A., which I have to expand upon at some point. But um.
0: Man, the shit that's going down in L.A. is so great, and everybody and you. I don't know if you hear about it, but it is. It's it's so nice to go there. I'm it's good, so right. nice to. Uh, Like the people are, it's a community and it's a community of people that don't Look at somebody and go, why are they doing that? Or how right. come they're, where's right. mine? Right. I don't know anybody who's where's mining it.
1: It's because it's the same people, you know, people keep coming from here, you know, and what's nice is they're not afraid to go to LA from Chicago. They're not afraid. It used to be a very scary thing to do to go, I got to go make it in LA now. Right. Well, now they have their community there. So that's, they, they want to bring that community feel there, and it's all you Chicago people are running it. So I of think course it's, it's going to be the same.
0: Exactly. And mm. I think that all those Chicago people running it, we have a sensibility right. here yes. in Chicago, yes. which is where we are right now. We have a sensibility here that is broad over there and when people say um where should i go uh because well, I'm, I'm all over the country should i go to new york should i go to chicago it's like should i go to la and it, like do what do you feel like doing? Do you feel like going to a place that is going to nurture you, or do you feel like going to a place where you're going to make a billion dollars, or where do you want to go? And and if they go billion dollars, I go New York, I'm, I go to LA, mm-hmm. nurturing is Chicago, and yeah. experience on a different level is New York. Right. But here, it's about the teachers that we have here.
1: Right, and, and it's also about, you really take the time to get good here. I mean, casting directors say that, even from LA, that they really give everyone a second look if they're from I.O. in Chicago, they knew they took the time to bake you know right. they took the time to get good where out there sometimes people are taking ios because the manager says you got to have that on your resume well at
0: least at the beginning they say that and yeah. then they take one then or two classes and they go i cannot not do this yes, i
1: know then it becomes so much fun it's so much fun right that's the thing that's why people stay nobody leaves you know and when you have people like beer shark mice who are all TV stars, and who, always stars say, right, who always say, this is, show, show, and go, really? this is our last show, our last show, and you go, really? our last show. They always do that. TJ and Dave, too. I mean, right. so I remember a, a summer ago, you know, they are like, well, we're going to take time off the summer. We need to take time off. I go, okay. And then a week later, well, we're doing a show this week. Like, <laughs> right. they, they did a show with a snowstorm. There was a snowstorm here last winter that was so bad, like, everything was closed. Right. You couldn't move in the streets. You couldn't go anywhere. And Dave Pesquese calls me, we're going to do a show tonight. I'm like, look, Dave, you can't do a show. I mean, I, it, it, I don't have any wait staff. I don't have any box office. Then it'll be free. Right. I said, but then you're going to have to like bust. And then my bar manager said, you know what? I live down the block. I'll go in and serve drinks. So I said, David, there's no one to wait the tables. You're going to have to greet people, see people, do the show. He goes, We'll do that. I said, David, who do you think is going to come? He goes, TJ and I are playing, and we're putting it on Facebook. And whoever comes, comes. And then he sent me a picture, because I couldn't even get out of my garage. He sends me a picture of the theater that night. It's packed. Right. And David just writes underneath, What snowstorm? <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're all passionate. It's fun. It's like some people bowl. Right. up. this is what they do, you know? I also look
0: at those guys and think, and it's the same thing with beer shark mice they could be doing anything yeah. and so, they're doing this
1: because it's so much fun you right. know how much fun that he has I do and you, that's why there's so much fun to watch but I
0: also feel and I also feel they're. Am- and I talk about them in this podcast a lot they're, am- they're so inspiring mm-hmm. and the shit that's going down right now I think that there's a transformation that's happening that's sort of like under the skin where people are thinking more along the lines of this as a theatrical yeah. improvisation as a theatrical venue right. or Right. I don't know what you call it structure no not even that but as a theatrical entity then as a no no
1: and they, they feel this is an art form and they do want to pass the torch down to people and they know that they're looked up to and they do feel some kind of responsibility to be there and you know they they, they just love the work and and that's why you know they're having their own theater in my theater one of the theaters is T.J. Dave's theater what's it going to be called uh the mission uh-huh and um it's theirs. I mean, they pay rent to me. I don't touch it. I don't tell them what to do. And they're doing uh-huh. programming every night. And they're doing all kinds of stuff, now written stuff, plus their TG and Dave shows, some music. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very, very exciting. So now they're really, really going to spread their wings and create some art and right. do their what they really want to do.
0: And they're taking the time to do that because, again, they could be doing any fucking thing that they want to do.
1: And they'll still do movies and they'll right. still do other things. You know, right. Like those things enable them to do the things they want to do.
0: Right. Right. It's a voice and I think that that here and I look at I look at what you're doing and I look at what Second City's doing and I talked about it before too and it's the idea of you guys aren't putting your style there there isn't an there isn't an IO style. I don't right. think there is. Mm. I think there's a structure uh-huh. but I think that you also, you don't have The Groundlings has a style.
1: Right. I understand what you're saying.
0: Right. UCB has has a style. Right. There's that yeah, 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 and yeah. with the grounding, it says ra bra Right. And here, I don't. I no. I have so
1: many people who want to try different things. I think that um, I'll tell you the truth. When when a style starts to become apparent, I change it. Like a lot of the heralds start to be look alike, and I don't uh-huh. want that. Right. So I stop it. I start to see a style of the opening right. being very flowery. Right. And I'm like, oh no, right, right. becoming a cliche. I don't want that. That's And really I talk funny. about the old days. I said we never did the same opening twice. No, it was always we never did the same opening again right. ever. I said that's what we have to go back to. That's kind of what I'm working now with the teams on. Um, I gave all well, the teams. An exercise last week where they all the coaches had to write me to tell me how it went, where they had to do a 45 minute herald of openings <gasps> and one suggestion. Woo and they were blown away at what they came up with. Right. They would say, yeah, the first two or three were stuff we've seen, right. and then suddenly, they broke through, and we never saw these openings before. Now they realize, oh, we can do anything. And right. Like, right. So I, I don't want it to be one thing all the time. I want it to always look different. And then we have different shows upstairs. We have sketch shows. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own style. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sure everyone finds their own voice and to, right. to bring their own sensibility to the stage. That's right. what's so special about I.O. Yeah. So there isn't going to always be one style. So we might have a show that looks very annoying and fuck you and shit you know and, you know all kind of shit not not that that's what they are but you know what i mean no rules The right. you know, balls out and then there might be a show that's very much like second city and there might be something else that's totally different than i've ever seen you know right. you know
0: i uh, the idea like that 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 whole all of that stuff is so important again because i go back to these other schools and i i try not i I really try, I I try to hold my tongue and have my hands, um, you know, where I can't move around when I talk about it because I feel like they are, they, where's, I know, where's the person's voice, Mm -hmm. you know, where's, where's the person's voice, and I don't want to be an old fuddy-duddy, but I can see why somebody would call me that, but really what am I saying, I'm saying this, who the fuck are you? And let me hear it. Right. Exactly. Because when you, I've had students, and I don't know if you've had them here so much as in L.A., and certainly when I'm teaching over at I.O. in L.A., I have, there's a lot of students who go, oh, I'm so glad I'm here, because when I was over at this place, they were they were drilling this fucking thing in my head, and I didn't understand it, and because I couldn't get it, I didn't go up to the next level, and then those students over there at I.O. who have come from those other places, bloom. Right.
1: Right. Right. Well, a, a lot of times things are just being explained poorly, too. I, mean, I have people come here from, and I'm not knocking anybody, because I'm, I'm happy that all these places exist. I think that's important for us. But, you know, sometimes they don't understand the agreement concept. Right. Even, you know, they they don't understand that the agreements between the actors, not the characters. Right. right? So, I mean, it's those things, when they, when I have them at First Level, and they understand that. Right. Um, that, no, you don't have to kill yourself just because someone said to kill yourself. That, right. It's a game, you know. Then they blossom, you know, and they're like, oh, my God. God, I did the whole fucking conservatory and, and I didn't even get that. And then I see people from UCB and, you know, of course we teach the game. That's one of the first things we teach. Mm-hmm. But, but that's just, there could be a few games in a scene. There's right. a whole relationship. That's just a pattern of things that happen. But they think that the game is the scene and then it comes back again. And
0: well, that and is, is how they're teaching it, too, over I there. If I, I don't know. i have been to take classes over there. But I I believe that that's one of the things that people say, you are, I, I, I. That's what they're doing. They're teaching
1: the game. That's the most important thing. And the thing is, but it isn't the most important thing. It's important. It's important to recognize because I want to play your game. Right. But the game can change. Other things can happen too. And it can constantly come back. I mean, it's about the relationship. You know, there's so much more. Um, And and I think that
0: one of the people that started that had a a student of mine, uh, was a teacher of a student of mine. And. And he said to my friend Mike, um, "I don't give a fuck about the relationship."
1: Oh my god, that's too bad. Well, you know, I sometimes wonder. I think that the used to be original used to be the four people that I had: Amy, Tina, Matt, and Martino, Matt, Tina, Amy, Matt, Ian, and Matt. Right. Um, I think they got it. Right. And then they taught it to some other people who taught it to some other people. we right. 17 generations away. Right. And, you know, it may not be being taught right anymore. I don't know. I haven't read their new book that's out. So maybe. I, I, I just know that that's the big focus. And a lot of my people sometimes go to New York and they start teaching there or performing there. And they're like, oh my God, you can't believe what you've got to get more IO people out here. You can't believe what's going on. But right. you know, it's not my job to change their style. So
0: I, I, I mentioned it before. I'm going to stop saying I mentioned it before. But, that's okay. Um, when Dell was teaching, because I only had Dell when I was here, uh-huh. I didn't have you. When Dell was teaching, I felt I was getting an education. I was getting an improv education, not from an improviser, but from an actor. Mm. Not from uh, an improviser, but from a a scholar. Mm-hmm. And that, for me was one of the greatest things that I got out of of him. Like how much he knew. And now it's what you're talking about, the watering, not the watering down, but the, I'm not saying watering down. But but I agree. But the evolution of these people are teaching it, people that are teaching it, people are teaching it. And very often, I think a lot of people are going, well, you know what? Matt would say that we really need to I teach know, this. Absolutely. I don't feel really that we want to teach right. this. I don't know that that happens, but
1: yeah I mean we were lucky. there were very few people that worked with Dell. I still have some people here who have thank right. God. and I train all my teachers and I make sure they understand his teachings. Um, and you know we have some people out there who still teach who right. worked with Dell too you and Craig Kakowski right you know.
0: and Paul, Valancourt. Paul I Valancourt. I think he's still teaching. Paul's yeah. Teaching, yeah, he's teaching, right? Yeah. Uh uh-huh. so
1: still So we're still getting it, and again, I, my training. I'm, I, it's really important that they understand what we're doing, and and I, I think it's it's happening. I think it's happening. I'm not I, I watered down here.
0: There's something that that happened in the last, um, uh, in the last iteration of the uh, of the syllabus, and it's that change of that level three. Yeah. And it's the U class.
1: What is that one?
0: It's. Uh, your point of view it's your voice okay it's about you your yeah. voice that's a game changer everybody loves that class oh good I don't know if you have it here do you have it here I'm
1: not sure what it is exactly. it's, it's just
0: it's all about who are you what's your point of view oh, yeah. what I okay. put it together uh,
1: yeah 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 well yeah we teach it here yes. right yes.
0: and it's and and people are walking out of that because no one is teaching that. No one is right, teaching what right. you're pointing. No, out. Seth What's is
1: here? great. Seth has helped fix up the curriculum here, and he's a great teacher. And, yeah, um, but that one curriculum. that
0: one class is yeah. no, just important. It's important. It, it's important. It, that level, that one third right. level. Oh, it's so not glad. just important. It's vital to the artist to find their voice, and for somebody to right. say, "Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are you?" Who are you? And Dell, I remember him going off on me one time, saying, "Stop playing a character. Stop it, and play right. who you are." Right.
1: Right. Right. If you have to have something to say, if, you know, you have to have something to say on stage, or why are you there? You know, so um, that's that's cool. I'm glad it's making a change out there. That's wonderful.
0: It's really, it, and 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 again, nobody else is changing that. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is teaching that. Yeah. And when people do, uh, and- well,
1: we're constantly looking at the curriculum to see, you know what the problems are. You can see it in the performance. What are the, what are the problems? What do we need? You right. know? So we're constantly making changes. And Seth has been really helpful in that. How,
0: how, how many classrooms are you going to have in the new space?
1: Uh, we'll have about six classrooms in the new space. Six or seven. I can't remember. It might be eight the architects actually coming here to go over some things I think it's like six or seven mm-hmm. and then we also have four theaters well three theaters because I can't use TJ and Dave so we're right. be like nine classes so we'll be able to do a lot of classes.
0: and does the art arch- the, obviously- the event
1: space so it'll be like seven
0: so the architect understands everything oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. goes oh, yeah. he on knows. Here. I mean
1: and, and it's pretty much done We're working on the front now he gave me the front design and I didn't like it so he's coming back today to uh-huh. work on new ideas
0: so this is another aspect of you, but there's also the idea of form follows function, which is an architectural term where you go, you, you say, what is it that we need, and how do we build that? Mm-hmm. And and so how hands-on are you with...
1: Well, totally. I mean, I have to be, This everything's got to be perfect, you know?
0: Everything has to be perfect. It's really
1: funny because um, Dave P.S. is coming today to meet the architect, and uh, he says, I'll come, but I don't see what help I'm going to be. And so I said, well, because if I fuck up the front of the building, at least I won't be the one to take the blame alone.
0: <laughs> so Isn't I it won't funny? Be ended, I'll
1: come. But the front of the building is like your book cover. Yeah, but I want it to look nice. I want it to know. look welcoming. And right now he's got a design that makes it look like a prison.
0: Uh-huh. I don't
1: like it. So right. um, he's coming to give us some other ideas, so I need help. I'm just not that artistic like that. In right. That way. I'm not do you
0: have any there. of the students coming up and, and making suggestions of what it is? Or do you go, I'm not no, Any no. of the teachers coming and saying? No,
1: I mean, I will have a few people here today. Uh-huh. But, um... Nah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe I can get a couple of situations, a couple of ideas, and then I can let people look at it and right. give me opinions and stuff like that. When is it? But when the do inside's you... done. The inside's great. The
0: it's, inside's done.
1: Oh, the inside's done. Uh-huh. It's, and it wasn't hard because it's huge. The place is huge. I'm even actually cutting out 5,000 square feet to rent out to a retailer so that um, I can make some rent. That's Cause, great. Cause don't Where... need 35,000 square feet. Where's the space? And if I want it later, I can just throw out the people. Right, know? right. Where is it? It's, it's south. Excuse me, it's south of North Avenue. It's north in Sheffield, and then Sheffield turns into uh, Kingsbury. Okay, so it's right across from Whole Foods. Oh, do you know where the strip club is? I'm sure you do. No. Oh, come on, Dave. Don't try to. Can I tell you
0: something? I've never been to a strip club in my entire life. Uh,
1: Okay. Ever. I believe you. Well, anyway, <laughs> most people know where the strip club is. We're going to have Armando strip Strip night, I'm sure, um, with the strippers, but uh, so it's right at Do you know where Whole Foods is on Kingsbury? Yes, I do. I've seen it. Right that's my... right. There's a big furniture warehouse and their little bakery with a parking lot. And uh-huh. they bought that whole building with the bakery and the parking lot, everything. So the bakery parking lot is going to be our beer garden, uh-huh. and then there's a big garage door that's going to open up so you'll be able to see the bar. It's going to be beautiful. That rocks. So it rocks. So there's two theaters downstairs, two upstairs, plus an event space. Plus um, there's a big because it's a furniture warehouse. We're going to put a regular elevator inside, but mm-hmm. there's also they have already one of those big freight elevators with the doors open. Of course, right. you know this way, and um, so that's going to be like to take the corporate people up to their event. We're going to carpet it and put in one of those little nice. leather wet bars, you know, <laughs> and they can have a drink, and then it'll open up <laughs> into the event space. So it's it's just going to be dynamite and very um. I mean, it's all wood and beams and. Um, uh, what are those windows? Uh, my mind is going help. The, I don't know. I the Skylights. The skylights. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it looks like a beautiful lodge. I mean, it's beautiful inside. Is this
0: the first space of an improv, just purely an improv theater that has ever been built? Maybe so. From nothing, yeah, from maybe, scratch.
1: Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, I don't know much about Groundlings' history You're stuck in Second City. Ground,
0: or? No, Groundlings was, had a space, uh-huh. and because I know I just talked to Gary Austin, and Groundlings had a space that they rented out, then they bought that space, and that's their space. And they also rented another space. Mm-hmm. What was the other one that you mentioned? I don't know. Uh, so uh, UCB does not own their space. Right.
1: Oh, oh, you're right. I see what you're saying. Right. No, no, Second City doesn't even own their Su- space. Second City doesn't no even own it. You I have won't be the only one to own it. The
0: only one to own and carve out from yeah. from essentially yes. nothing your own space.
1: And I might be begging on the streets in a couple of years. You might be, but at least you know. Me.
0: But at least you know you know how to do that. You yeah. know how to beg on the and street. I know how to beg. You know how to
1: beg. Yeah. And uh, so that's really huge. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's just, I'm just, I'm just in hell. There's so much to get through. There's when just, do you have to be out of here? Um, I really, it, it's not a big deal. I, I could be out by next July. Right. But he's working with me. You know, you know how construction is. So if it right. it's August, it, it'll be August. It's right. It's not a big deal.
0: And I already see the, the store is dead next door.
1: Well, because Barlowie went out of business. The uh-huh. Boston Market bought them out, so nobody was going to rent that space because they know they're going to be torn down in a couple of years, so it's just empty. So right. he's waiting for me to leave, and then he'll start tearing everything down.
0: That's crazy yeah. what's happening
1: here. Yeah, it's crazy. The whole block it, is going to be torn down. Right. We around the corner, too, all the way around the corner. He bought the 7-Eleven. Everything's been torn down. Starbucks, everything. Is making a mall, a much-needed mall. So
0: everything, a much-needed mall. <laughs> so everything, this entire block is going to be brand new. Uh-huh. Brand you know new how weird it is new. to come to Chicago and to look at something and to go, I know exactly where I am, and yeah. then look, You're no, I don't. I don't know where I am.
1: And it's kind of sad because this is such a cool... Black. I mean, it's like Mardi Gras here on the weekends, and and he's knocking it all down. It's going to be a CDS and a workout right. space. You know, it's going to end up being like Clark and Diversity where there's nothing going on.
0: And and you know, both of us grew up here. I know. We See, both grew I, up nobody here. Nobody wanted
1: it. The neighbors didn't want it. But you know, he contributes to the alderman. Right. You know, that's it, it's his property. You know, oh, I get wants, it. And you can know, so do what you want. He wants, but to it's make his weird mind. coming back here because Let's... I feel like. Your mic fell off? Yeah. Dave's mic is off, so my I'm my taking over. Off. Now we're going to have some fun. <laughs> I'm going to talk about dogs. I'm going to interview my <laughs> I,
0: I feel like, I, I feel, oh, I lost my little beanie there, too. Dave's mic is broken,
1: that. so I really am taking over. <laughs> Take it over, I'm all drowning.
0: Right. <laughs> um, this you know. is how we
1: save each other when there are problems. We all step in and make things work and, and justify.
0: And we're back. And we're back. We're back. Um, I want to say, but the, I was here not too long, a couple of years ago. I was here and I was looking around, going, "I don't know where I am, but I know what this light looks like." <laughs> when I say light, what I mean is, if I'm, uh, I could be where you used to live. You don't still live there, do you? Where Belmont and Racine? Racine? No, I used to there. A house so, Nelson, so, no. so right now at Belmont and Racine, if you tear all that building down, I would know the sunlight that comes in and go. I know where exactly where yeah. I am.
1: Well, I, I now I drove I drive by there now because Dell used to live across the street and that house is there, but my apartment's gone. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and fix this. Oh, sorry. I don't know. And, um, no. Okay. Wait, keep, now, keep Mike going. is up. Right. Um, yes. But I know I can't remember which was my building, but yeah, I know the area. Yeah. Right. It'll, right. Be, it, it'll be interesting, but so that's all happening, and it's very exciting. And
0: I love it. And I also.
1: A big I, grand opening, you have to be there. It's mandatory.
0: I will be there. Attendance is
1: mandatory. Oh, my
0: God. I will be there. It's
1: going to be like a two week grand opening because no one can come every, the same night. I'm sure there's too many of you that are important. But look at all the people that fucking came out of here. It's going to be fun. And you know what? Do you remember when I did my anniversary show, I was so focused on all the stars coming back, mm-hmm, you know? Right. I'm not anymore. Was that
0: the Chicago at the Yeah, Chicago yeah. Theater? And that uh-huh. was, we
1: sold out in an hour. Right. You know, Mike Myers and all those people. It was great. But you know what? I don't care anymore. What? Here's what I want. I want all the best improvisers. Right. That's gonna draw a massive amount of people. And I want you guys. I want Graham Punch me back. I want you know Baron Kudas. <laughs> okay. I want I want TJ and Dave. And then I want Stephanie Ware and. Uh, TJ to play and, right. and Bob Desi to play with Dave. I'm going to mix a match, and you know, Beer Mice is going to come back, you know, and I'm sure Amy will come, and I'm sure UCB will come too, but you know, um, there will be stars. All the Syria Nightlife people will but come. You also had, but you know, you... the thing is that it's for a different reason. Now I want the best improvisers just to come back. I and play. also
0: think that one of the things about Second City's 50th was exactly what you're talking yeah. about. That amalgamation of all these people and for all of us to go, and just for us, yeah. and for all of us to walk through the hall and go, uh, look at you, look yeah, we're so all here, fun. we it's all so came here. It's like a reunion, here. that's
1: what I want, that's exactly, so. And it's a different
0: feeling now because uh, because when I went to second, when I went to the 50th for Second City, it was all these old people, but yeah. now it's all us uh, old I people. I know, I
1: know, we are the old people. <laughs> a lot of people want to come here for the closing night, and I was like, no, I need you for the opening, <laughs> oh, I want to come to the closing. Bob Yes, he wants to come and burn down the building here. <laughs>
0: Oh, they're all giving me such a hard time. And all I go back to all those guys who are I love watching all those I fucking know, people. No, there's
1: nobody funnier. I mean, we are the funniest group of people. Clearly, in North America. You know? and, and believe me, I've traveled the world.
0: Well, well, looking at you know, you, you, you know, you're talking about Mike Myers, but you're also talking about Colbert. Oh
1: yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, and I trained him in college. You know? I know. Yeah, I trained him a David Swimmer in no fun mud piranhas. Yeah. In fact, did I ever tell you what Colbert did? It was really funny. Um, I was interviewed for some story. Colbert was coming into uh, his um, reunion for Northwestern, and he said some things about me, so they called me to, to talk to me about him and about those days when I taught him. And I said he was just the funniest person in the group. I don't even remember anyone else in the group, so she went back and told him what I said. And he said, I want you to call her one more time and make sure that i was the funniest person in the group and that she does not remember anyone else in that group and so she came back and said steve wants me to check i said like, oh yeah really i don't remember anyone else in that group he was the best and then she he said good i want you to know she also taught david schwimmer <laughs> and that's how i found out david schwimmer was in the group i was like oh you little bastard you little bastard well i look at the people, the people here um lily taylor yeah she was from here i did a tv show with her my picture was downstairs i i gave her her first job right yeah, and and she also was a waitress no at, 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 at Ann Sanders, too. Huh? She,
0: she, was? Was a wa- she was a waitress at Ann yeah. Sanders across the street. She
1: was just a little girl. She came to audition for this NBC show I had. It was like a one-time show that they had money for. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those shows about, you know, something for children to watch, like about alcoholism and teenage alcoholism. It uh-huh. was like one of those shows. And, um, yeah, she auditioned. She knew the scripts. I mean, she was so... Talented, and I saw it right away. I was like, "Oh, that girl!" Right. Duh, duh, that girl. Right. And she was fantastic. She was so fantastic.
0: fantastic. And then she and started
1: taking classes. Then she got a role in a movie, and I never saw her again. She's I so loved.
0: Big. I loved her, and I, of course, who wouldn't have a crush on her? I mean, she's just unbelievably crushable. She's so good. So good. And now I go, where is she? Like, oh, she that. just
1: did that movie, that is scary she? movie. Um, oh no. Yeah, she's the one in that. What's it? Was Conjurer? Oh, she's,
0: oh, in, she's in that. She's the star. Well, there you go.
1: She's
0: a She was she was the queen of the Indies for a long time. The independent movies. Yeah, she did all those independent films.
1: What was it like, Dogfight or? What? Yeah,
0: yeah, all those little movies. And she did
1: the Indy Warhol movie. Mm-hmm. No, she's been working constantly. I'm so
0: glad. I'm so glad. She's great. I'm so glad. Oh, she's always. And again, looking at what Chicago offers for all those people coming here.
1: I know, I know. It's been amazing. All the people that came here—if you look at all my alumni, Vince Vaughn, I mean directors, Vince Vaughn, Jack Farrow, Ed McKay—I know, I know, it's amazing.
0: I went into Fab, uh, to Vince Vaughn because uh, uh, Carrie Clifford was uh, is, is my improv partner, and Carrie and Carrie's husband and Vince went to uh, college. They were in Lake Forest together. Up, uh-huh. They were up there in Lake Forest. That guy is the most driven fucker in the world. He is so focused.
1: Oh, that's good. He's, I would like to. I don't know how to reach him anymore. I want to ask him to do Armando one night. I got to find him. If you're listening, I want you to
0: do Armando. Um, I think I, I could definitely connect him.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, through Perry's husband Paul. And I think he would do it.
0: Oh, I think he would do that yeah. too. And up him an opportunity to talk. That, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but again, fun. he's one of these guys that sat me down and I improvised with him, and he doesn't know who I am. And he started giving me improv notes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. You want to give me improv? Well, notes he's
1: again. somebody again who I haven't seen. I mean, of all the people that I've taught, I I really don't keep in contact with him, and. He always talks about me in his interviews because the reporters always talk and say Vince Vaughn talked about you and I. And can you tell me about him? And I can't remember. I, I just know. can't remember.
0: Well, Sharna, how many students have have you had? Oh, I God. mean, you know, when you look. At, for 30 years. And do people come up to you and go hi? And oh yeah, and it's got to happen. And you oh, go, yeah. or they email me, right? Or not just that, but to go hi. I mean, people come up to me and say hi. How are you? I'm thinking. I don't, I I don't, I can't, I don't, oh really, I don't.
1: I just have to ask, who are you? Because sometimes it's somebody who's seen me on a show or it's, you know, somebody who's known me from the real world or
0: something.
1: So I just have to say, how do I know you? I'm afraid
0: that if it's a woman, I might have made out with her. (laughs) her, So I don't want to go, I, 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 and that's really where I go. I don't know. I
1: never have to worry about that. I was very, very good about not having any kind of relationship with the people at IO I was always for I never it's, wanted it to be where somebody said oh you have to sleep supercharge again oh trip. my god I was always Just, very proper about that kind of well, stuff
0: it's such a bunch of it's so it's so complex I know and it also is this where it can fuck up your school why not? where you have somebody and I, have you had i don't want any names it doesn't matter but have you had people go he's
1: sleeping with your students oh i have not they've been fired right They've been fired, and I've had a coach that was hitting on people in his team, and they were very uncomfortable, and he was fired. But other than that, everyone knows never to do that. It's just not cool. It's just not good. And it's hard because you know people fall in love. Of course, you Right. You're, you're, that's what happens. A lot of people come here and they meet, and they, it's it's it is. You fall in love. You have sex. Everyone does it here. But um, I think I teach people first of all, if you're on a team and you're sleeping with each other, you have to be honest with each other right from the start. You know that you no. Know, we're probably not going to get married, so let's. No matter what, we're going to have to be friends afterwards. We're gonna, right. Who knows if we're going to work together in the future? Right. And other shows, so we have to be cool and hip and always honest with each other. That's the most important thing, and it can be done. Right. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy, and teachers too. They fall in love with someone. They wait till out they're out of class, and right. then something happens. And it's and sometimes it's real, you know, and, and it happens. I've had people get married here, you know, um, but uh, you just you know, Stephanie and Bob's story is I don't know how. Oh, yes, I do.
0: It is, I do. I know okay. I know their story. But,
1: you know, there's an example of people who are honest. I mean, Stephanie right. came here married. She was already married. To a young man named Sean. Right. And Bob Dassey performed with Stephanie on a team, and he was Sean's coach on another team. And Sean, uh, Bob and Stephanie started to feel for each other. Right. And they didn't act on it. They were honest and they both went to sean and they told him what was happening and sean adored them both and respected them and said then maybe our marriage isn't working out and you need to be with bob and they just handled it so well and i remember calling sean and saying sean i think it's wonderful that you were so wonderful but i don't want you to be uncomfortable if you want me to take bob dsc off from being your coach I will do that and give you a different coach. And he said, No, Bob's an amazing coach. I love him. Mm-hmm. I want to keep him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and these three became friends, and to this day, Sean's married with kids. They're both married with kids. They come to Chicago with gifts for Sean's family. And I mean, it can be done if you are honest and respectful of each other. And that is, that that is huge, so important.
0: That's such a huge point. Mm-hmm. Because that but but that honesty is so hard to get to because there's a fearfulness of Oh, my God, I'm going to be thought in this way, or this has or, never worked well, before. Well, the, the honesty
1: usually doesn't happen because they don't want to hurt someone. That's it. And that's happened on a team here with somebody. Two people fell in love, and one guy was dating another girl on the team, and they didn't tell the guy that they were secretly cheating on him. Oh, no, and, no, no, and no, no. And the no, whole no. team was a house team here, and they, they, they all begged me to do a team family therapy session with them because they didn't want to break up. Right. And I said to them, why did you lie to Bill? And they said, because we love him. And we didn't want to hurt them. Right. We didn't know what to do, and um, th- and there was a lot of crying. And uh, they actually worked it out. They actually worked it out, and the team stayed together. Yeah.
0: Uh, and what a what a position that you were in. Oh,
1: I'm always counseling. Right. I I um I have I wear many hats. <laughs> I wear many hats here. I do a lot of counseling, a lot of a lot of uh, behind the scenes dealings.
0: But because we're really we're because this isn't about there's the io style because there isn't that you're asking people to become who they are right and because you're doing that you've got to have an openness for them to be able to come to you or 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 share it with whoever's here
1: yeah i have to i have to help them with their promises and sometimes people are just young and stupid and they don't know how to be honest with each other so i just have to kind of work it out or decide that it can't work out right you know and um it's it's usually worked out. Things have usually worked out. Well, people I, understand. And I've wrote written letters to the community. Must be. Honest. Of course, you're going to fall in love with each other, but it's very rare you get married. And sometimes you do. But if you, just face that. This may not work forever. We have to always be honest with each other. It happens. It's love leads us, just like Carol. It leads us. It's it's nothing that anyone's doing on purpose. Please don't cheat on each other. Be honest with each other. If you feel like you don't want to be, you want to be with someone else, then it's time to stop that relationship.
0: You know. It, that's truth and comedy.
1: It's truth. It's truth all the way. We just have right. to do with truth all the way. There's nothing funnier than the truth.
0: We're going to stop there because it Oh was, yeah. Oh my that gosh. That was really good. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Today's episode was sponsored by GoDaddy. Thinking about starting a new website? GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just 99 for the first year. Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code Comedy at checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website, ADDCOMEDY.com. Hello, ADD Comedy podcast listeners. Dave Rozowski here. First off, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And second off, if you've ever wanted to take a class with me but thought, gosh, I don't think I'll ever be around where David is, know that you can now take the virtual class at iActing.com. Just check our website out, and there's a link there. Click on that link, and that will set you up. you got to do a little hunting, but I think that it's well worth it. We'll hear you in your ears. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rizowski, I'm Ian Foley.